back boys and girls for another special edition of the patreon series glad to have you glad to know that you're out there listening to this i'm glad you press play we have quite the show for you joining me in a moment is mr robert stanley robert stanley is the editor of unicus magazine he has passionately researched ufos for over 30 years more recently he has dived into the topics of angels and their interactions with humans and their supernatural lore tonight he takes us on a journey boys and girls buckle up what's going on robert hi michael nice to finally speak with you again after all these years i'm doing fine hope you're well too i'm great and thank you so much for joining us today it's always a honor and pleasure to have you here we have some fascinating topics to discuss as always but before we dive into that yes I'd, lo- I'd like to catch up with you just for a moment here okay since you know the last time we talked the world was a very different place yeah yeah it was prior to covid and uh among other things covid bc yeah yeah before covid mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god um yeah uh, things have been interesting okay so we my wife and i moved five times in four years oh my and that's always very disorienting um, like I said, I was in Hong Kong last time we spoke, and then I came back to we came back to California, was there for a while, and then we moved to Southern Florida. So it was just like a um, constantly hopping around, and it's I mean moving is traumatic. I don't care how many times you think you do, you're you know oh next time's gonna be easier. No, and it never is. Especially as you get older, it started like man, am I losing my mind or no? I just can't find my keys. It's like. I don't know where I put my stuff. Right. Yeah, it's a little disconcerting. But anyway, um, it's always good, though. For some reason, moving. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply is actually very good for us so it's so so far i mean i'm not complaining it just uh other than the sometimes sometimes the pain of it all literally 
like walking up and down stairs like 40 Ooh. times in a day. Yeah. I'm not used to it. And suddenly, you know, like I've been run over. But um, uh, yeah, so I've been on and off the radio for a while um, because of not only moving, but because something happened when I was living in California. I woke up one morning and I felt like I had had a conversation with some people. And the, the, best, the gist of it was, we would like you to do something for us. But if you do it, you have to be very careful because you could get get killed. And I'm like, okay, well, wow. uh, well what is that <laughs> exactly? And they said, we want you to um, reach out through the radio and other, the internet, whatever, and ask people who listen to you to ask us to uh, for help dealing with the um, the fallen angels. And I was like, man, that's a really weird request. But oh, I, I, okay, I mean, it sounds really simple. But because I'm trying to think, why would why would anybody try to kill me? <laughs> that was sure. I, I was really naive, but I agreed to it, and and I woke up and I went and I told my wife, hey, you know, um, I, I I made an agreement, and and uh, I don't want you to worry because I'm not going to do anything crazy, but and it's it just, it just seemed like such a simple thing to do, um, and that day later that day after lunch, I looked up on the um, bookshelf and there was this book called Angelology which I picked up like a year earlier and didn't read because it was fiction. And I don't know, I, the cover just kind of stuck out. It stood out, yeah. And so I thought, wow. And I picked it up and I didn't put it down until I'd finished reading it all cover to cover. And, and then I told my wife, I go, you absolutely have to read this book because that is like beyond confirmation of what I was asked to do and also what I was warned would happen if I was to... Um, call it exposed or oppose maybe both uh the fallen angels right and i didn't even know there was such a thing it's called angelology i mean i'd heard of demonology but not angelology yeah no and so that was my initiation that that first whatever was uh uh i had no idea how deep i was going to go down that rabbit hole so i'll just kind of just sum it up this way um uh not only did I learn a lot, but I was able to report quite a bit about the hidden history of our relationship with these uh, so-called Anunnaki, our shining ones, and the lower-ranking shining ones that had literally become the fallen ones, and our relationship, you know, good and bad, with them, the whole gambit. And I was just blown away by it. And then I finally realized, okay, look, so the good guys, really, because they respect our free will, would they want, if we give them permission to assist us, then that opens the door, gives them more leeway to do what they need to do. Otherwise, it's going to feel and could actually be a violation of our free will because a lot of people are working for the fallen ones don't even know it because they're in control here and have been for some time, relatively speaking. So that was really eye-opening. And so I was like, I realized um, this wasn't just my imagination. This was something really much deeper and far more dynamic than I ever realized and, and dangerous, actually. Uh, so I started to proceed with caution and, oh, something else they told me when I woke up, I remember, um, if you do this, you're going to get kicked off the radio. And is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when we were discussing, it was, uh, myself and a couple of the guys were discussing on, um, uh, oh God, who's the guy that the police supposedly stepped on his neck or leaning on his neck? Um, George Floyd. Yeah. Thank you. So we were talking about George Floyd and I said, 
because uh, somebody had put a picture up, a mural of him up on a wall uh. with angel wings. Mm. And I jokingly said, uh, well, I, yes, I'm convinced he's an angel, a fallen angel. And uh, among other things that we said that day, if, I don't know exactly what it was, but somebody, one person wrote to the station manager and said, uh, you need to get this, this uh, host of yours to apologize on air. Oh, wow. They wanted you to apologize for that. Or, or, or we're going to sue you. Or they're going to sue you? How is that even possible? Uh, well, whatever. Um, these day, Well, come on. Dude. That was just the beginning of the, the whole Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. People I understand are, that. But I mean, how can anyone really think they could sue you for saying anything got, like that? They've got, there's a, okay. The dark side is very, and I don't mean the color of people's skin. I'm talking about their, their soul. And uh, they're very well organized. They don't care about the law, or they certainly don't care about God's laws. They care, they care about manipulating man's laws. I and see. they're very good at it because there's a lot of them have risen through the ranks intentionally just so that they could screw with the rest of us. Because those of us who are not on board with the, the satanic agenda uh, are considered uh, enemies, opponents in this war in heaven, which extends down here onto earth. And it's been that way for quite some time. Okay. So like, I'm, I'm just kind of summarizing what's going on here and how I got caught up in this. Um, I, I would have to say somewhat naively, but Hey, I did it. And I, so I have to, I have to own up to it. And just one second though, Robert, for those yeah. wondering, they're probably, you know, those listening out there, when they do hear this, they're going to be wondering who is they, who, who called you? So let, let's just go over that for one second here. Yeah, who was I talking to in my astral realm? Um, I'm going to have to say it was the Anunnaki or Shining Ones or angelic realm that uh, is assigned to us, to this planet, and that who've been working with us um, on various levels in a benevolent way. And so they've kind of got caught up in this deal. I say we got caught up in the civil war or the rebellion, humans being the... So in the in the Anunnaki society, and they're not based on a tenth planet or Orion. They're, that's just a generic term for beings of light that that basically um, you can find them anywhere throughout all of creation. Uh, there's a lot of misleading stuff that's been put out there, and this is intentional because the first casualty of war is always truth, and this is a war, um, a civil war between or a family feud between these different factions and or stratification it's like okay so what i learned was you have your higher ranking anunnaki's you have your mid-range and then the lower ranking when they created us as their helpers we were actually the fourth level uh, uh, so we were the lowest ranking newest members of that particular group here here on this world so the lowest ranking ones prior to us felt like um when they were asked to look and watch over us uh, they ended up doing something more than that. They ended up uh, perverting and distorting everything and turning us into their slaves. And uh, that was never part of the plan, but that's what they, their agenda became. And that's so that was part of the rebellion. I mean, obviously it didn't start here, but it, 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 uh, we got caught up in that civil war. And they taught us things like um, weapons, um, pharmacy, pharmaceuticals. That's actually directly from them uh makeup jewelry um <laughs> just uh, everything yeah war basically they gave us their society but not the high ranking part of it though that kind of 
filters through occasionally when you see some of the higher truths within. I know they they typically couch it in religious terms because that's again that's another way of filtering and controlling the information which could liberate us. But ultimately, ultimately we're in a, we're not in a position to deal with even the lower ranking ones because we're we're actually we rank below them. And this is not a judgment. I'm just telling you the way it's stratified and. Uh, what do they call it? Like a caste system or, or even like, you know, in a monarchy you have, and that's really, really what it is. It's more like a monarchy. Um, but not like the crazy mad monarch monarchs that we see on this planet. It's a lot more, uh, divinely based. I mean, it's, it works on God's natural law and they are loyal to God. But I mean, some of them obviously went off into their own little tangent and it, it actually has got to the point where it's out of control, and that's why ultimately why this so-called war began and why ultimately um, all those on the dark side are going to be destroyed. They have to be because otherwise they're going to destroy all of creation. They're, so you see it on a microcosm here on this planet how these so-called glo globalists, which are they're really Satanists, meaning they're adversaries of God and all of God's creation. So the, what you know, obviously they're behind blowing things up <laughs> and and, you know, injecting things into people that make That's them right. sick and die. It's just like, it's totally contrary to God's plan. They are the adversaries of God. That's what Satan means, is adversary. So they're Satanists and, in the true sense of the word. Anyway, um, yeah, so it seems like a very simple thing to ask people to ask for assistance from the angelic realm, uh, or the higher-ranking Anunnaki. Ultimately, I was able to describe it in very, very, very specific terms and give people access to uh, uh, books. That other people had written, other you know, some phenomenal researchers in that field, way, way light years beyond what Sitchin's fiction and, and other people. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I could see where that would be a threat. Anyway, the reason I got kicked off the radio, like I said, was it seemed pretty mundane. But so yeah. the the uh, mm -hmm. the producer, the manager said, hey, we need you to go on and and uh, apologize. apologize. Oh God, we've already deleted uh, that episode from our archives. And I said, um, oh. okay. You know, and then I talked to my wife and she goes, you can't do that because what are you going to do the next time somebody complains? You can apologize again and have your show. Delete. What's the point? Why, why are you even doing Why would you want to do that? Okay. Well, that makes sense. And then I, I mean, just, you didn't really even say anything that bad, though, in my opinion. Well, I, I'm, look, whatever. It wasn't just me. It was other people. They were saying like, yeah, he's probably not dead. And they're just laughing and whatever it was. It was something that I could see where it could be misconstrued. Well, let's put it this way, Robert. I would have been kicked off a long time ago. I mean, I did talk <laughs> about George Floyd and, you know, I said only in America you would have a, a crackhead essentially immortalized and ma made into a statue. Yeah, but that's what the dark side does. They they pervert and distort and invert everything. And um, so here's the thing. You also, you can't be logical with an illogical or criminally insane group uh that are conspiring to destroy all of creation you know so that they can supposedly reign supreme it's um it's it's a conundrum all right it's, so, it is a conundrum and that's what we have in america though lots of people would use the name and the power of, of god to justify what they do and what they want to subject you towards yeah and i'm not religious okay but what i've come to understand is that i've I'm not either, but I, 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 I've read the Bible and I understand the story of the Anunnaki and, you know, we're going to get into Zachariah Sitchin and Eric Von Daniken in a moment here. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, um, 
we'll we'll pick up on on that and we'll go through that. But again, uh, going back to um the whole George Floyd it, thing, it, I I don't have any hate for any religion or any ethnic group or anything of that nature. Just to you know set the record straight in case yeah. anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh, <laughs> these these are just two guys uh, being angry, but that's not the case. Not at all. I'm very happy far from it. Person, um, of, absolutely. But uh, okay, so somehow I'm going to get you a summary briefing with links to other books that sure. I think you'll find fascinating and they're not religious, although it will touch on aspects of God and specifically Jesus, who I never in my life up until recently considered to be God or an aspect of God. I couldn't because nobody explained it to me in a way that I found to be credible, but that has changed. And I think you remember the story I told you about how I had that out-of-body experience back sure. in 1985. Yeah. Okay, so when I, I left my body and I entered the light, that was the body of God called, I think the Gnostics call it the Pleroma. And then when the being came up to me and faced me, and I, I've always said it looked like Jesus, except he was glowing brighter than the light that we were in. And he, actually, I know now, for what he said to me wasn't, I, I am your father. What he said is, I am the father, which I couldn't accept that either, because I knew, I know what that means. He was saying, I'm God. And he looked like Jesus. And I, part of me was just really couldn't accept that. It didn't make any sense up until recently. So not only was I, the light was God, this emanation, this avatar that God created to interface with us, and more importantly, to spearhead this war in heaven, um, we, we loosely call that Jesus. And it was, it was absolutely intentional. There was no fluke. It was, I've often wondered for decades, actually, why, why would Jesus or God interfere and interact with me? Um, and the answer is because I had interrupted that blood sacrifice with that boy earlier in the day. And that's why the dark side was coming after me. Wait a minute. What, 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 um, thing did you intervene on? Okay. So I was a security guard. I was 25. Oh, was okay. A security, yeah. Security guard in Malibu. And this boy ran through a, into a sliding glass door and shattered it with his face and was bleeding to death in the house, the beach house. Uh, this is not part of my job. Just want to be clear. I was just a security guard, but I, I just instinctively sprinted to the house, went in there, uh, called 911. The, uh, the paramedics showed up very, very quickly and were able to stabilize the boy on the way to, there's no hospitals in Malibu, just to be clear. The, the closest one is at least a half an hour away. And so without, the, without that me and triggering the response of the paramedics, he would have died in that house that day, that afternoon. He would have bled out. And the thing was, when it was all happening, I got the distinct impression somehow that um, he was hearing voices. I didn't know anything about schizophrenia or possession at that time. But I, I also, when I had that thought, that realization, that's when I saw something manifest in the room that looked like smaller than the size of a golf ball, but black. There was probably half a dozen of them, and they were floating up by the ceiling. And I looked at them, and I thought, man, those look like parasites. And then they slowly faded out, and I was, but there was so much going on, I just like, I couldn't really think about it at the time. So these were like black orbs. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. also a little scary to think that. Um, why? Cause I, I have a friend, well, I, I don't know if I should call him a friend, but someone that I know from my past, um, mm -hmm. someone I went to school with at one time and, you know, he became a satanic priest down where I live. 
Okay. Yes, and you know, I was watching one of his videos uh, very randomly. He does these tarot readings online, and in the video, his phone falls down off the tripod. But before that, you see this black orb sort of manifest and just like shoot through the screen in the beginning, Whoa. and then a few moments later, the phone falls. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the problem: they're around us all the time, and they're monitoring everything that we do, and then relaying that back to whomever created those things. And they may be technology or they could be simply thought forms, which, and this is not to trivialize it by the way, but um, manifesting um, artificial life forms or thought forms is something that has known on this world. The, uh, the, the Tibetan Buddhists know this, uh, they call them tulpas. And uh, that's just one instance I can, or example. Anyway, um, Okay, so the bottom line is this. I would have never gone up onto the mountain that night if I hadn't been in the midst of that right, yeah. trauma, right? And and then because they started coming after me, after the boy left, then they were attacking me etherically, and I could feel it, and I didn't really know what it was. Actually, I didn't know anything that was going on. It was just so uh, spontaneous. And um, uh in retrospect, everything makes sense now, but it's taken me literally decades to unravel that Gordian knot. I mean, it's just, and, I, and I, it was one of those events in my life that was not only transformational, it just, it's something, I said, why are you obsessed with that? And I said, because I want to understand, it's my life. I Don't you think I should understand what's going on? Uh, yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, Michael, every time I thought I, I knew I, I, some part of me goes, well, there's more to the story and eventually you're going to get it. You know, just don't give up. That's usually and, what happens. Yeah. Well, and, but here's why. Um, it's because of this war in heaven, which again, extends down onto earth. The conflict is raging here too. And sometimes it flows in very strongly into the planet. Sometimes it's, it has to recede because it's being pushed back by the benevolent angels of light. And, um, uh, so anyway, I, so you don't believe in coincidence? Not at all. There the, you go. The word means yeah. coincide, actually. Mm -hmm. It's so it's not random. If I know what you're saying, co yeah. coincidence means the way we use the word, but it really is. If you say it the other way, it's coincidence. So everything coincides. It's and because um, it's all connected. That was the other thing they showed me. So it's it's not like I only I just had this interface with God, Jesus, whatever, and then that's it. I mean, once you're touched by that light, uh, that intelligence, it's like it alters you f permanently, and it didn't leave me. But because I'm not religious, and actually neither is God. God didn't create religion. Uh, we did. And I think we were actually guided to do that by the fallen ones so that we could be uh, manipulated further by them instead right. of having a direct relationship with God. No intermediaries, no, you know politicization. It's of, a social construct, in, in other words. It, it's a government. Yeah, it's, right. it's what I say is it's the politics of spirituality. Mm -hmm. It's a, Anyway, anyway, the bottom line is this for me. I never gave up on, on God. I just, I never really had any affection. You, yeah, you didn't have any, that's not kind of what I, you probably weren't raised that way. Well, my, I told you my dad was an, a minister. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, you were raised that way. But no, yeah, but my dad was not um, adamant. He didn't like enforce enforce that. it on you. Okay. Oh no, no. But I mean, and the thing about it is, he was a disciple of Yogananda, 
before he came became ordained by Yogananda. And that was a cult. I mean, I know a lot of people think he was just as benevolent, whatever, but um, he practiced the dark arts. I see. In India. And he knew how to hypnotize people very well. And I'm not making that up, by the way. That's in the public record. And I'm not here to bash anybody because I know a lot of people really adore him. But um, anyway. That's I, okay. No, but I'm, I'm trying to agree. I mean, mentioning is because I always felt there was something creepy about um, religion. Well, there and is. Firsthand, I knew that there was something wrong with that that whole um, group that my dad was in, and I found out later. You know, only, uh, incrementally, as I grew up, I heard things and I read things. And I was like, "Whoa, okay, I'm wow." Uh, um, yeah, just anyway, I, I, I'm. It's like I'm allergic to it, and there's a reason for it. Um, because it's really very difficult to have a an honest, open relationship with God if you're stuck in this dogma of religion. It's a very narrow path, and it's it's a narrative that doesn't allow for things, you know, anything outside of their little box is considered heretical. So, uh, and that's not how God works. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not really funny, but I mean... It's, oh, it is kind of funny. In retrospect, it is kind of funny because I thought there was something wrong with me. No, not at all. There's nothing wrong with you. No, no, but I mean socially that I was unable to adhere to that, to conform. No, it's normal to be that way. I mean, some people, they, some parents, I should say, they would look at it as, as there's something wrong with you. Mm. But the fact that you did not conform or give into a lot of it, um, it, it just means you're a thinking man, that's all. Well, also because I... <laughs> For whatever reason, I that uh, could I'd have to say I was spared from a lot of the indoctrination, even school. I didn't go to school much. I was uh, traveling with my parents a lot and um, teaching myself by reading every day. And also, I mean, I did like uh, uh, when you you, know, you take the work with you. I forget what that's called. It's not homework. It's something else. Uh, anyway, I had to I had to do my studies when I was uh, traveling. And then submitted after I got back. So I broke from my peers even at a young age. Yeah. So in other words, you kind of developed a lot quicker and faster and had uh, much more knowledge at an early age than uh, someone else at that age, most likely. That probably yep. def definitely shaped who you are today. Yeah. But it also put, it, I, I became ostracized from my peer group. It and happens. Which, yeah. yeah. No. And it was a, it was not a pleasant feeling. Yeah. And especially after I was, uh, had that experience up in the mountain uh, because, and this is again why so much of that event had to be blocked from my mind because as a young man of 25, working around a lot of uh, very affluent people in Malibu, um, as you know, aside from my friends, neighbors, uh, if I had started saying things like, you know, I met God or I met Jesus. <laughs> well, that would be a different story, yeah. Yeah, that could be uh, 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 a one-way ticket to a, a little rubber room with a white yeah, coat. They would not hang around with you. Well, that, that'd be the very least. Yeah, that'd be the very least. Um, I mean, so anyway, it all worked out the way it was supposed to. And um, But again, this is why I was very leery about, after I got kicked off the radio, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, I'll and when, have to find another way. What, what year was this when you got booted? I'm going to say 20. 21. Oh, okay. Okay. Not that long ago then. Wasn't that long ago. And, uh, and so I've been very sporadic about coming back 
And I did eventually get back on KGRA after the station manager left. Oh, is that where, the, where is that where it happened? Yeah. It, KGRA, it's okay. I'm okay. It's, it's nothing. Sure. Those guys are very nice to me. I really appreciate working with them. Uh, but uh, so the new station manager said, yeah, yeah, Robert, come on, you can come back. And we did some stuff together. And then, I, like I said, I had to, you know, there's just too much going on in my life. But I've always in the back of my mind now, I've been thinking, especially now they're talking not only debanking people and digital currency and social credit score and all that crap. I was like, man, I, it, it's, it's not just me. I, I, I'm married. I have a wife and a, and a son and, and I, I just, I don't want them to be jeopardized. Right. So I can, and, and I mean, okay, look, I know it's important that I get some of this information out to people who haven't heard it before. Uh, but I have to balance that out with the fact that this is a real, um, it's a real danger. It's a real to, issue. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I did delete unicusmagazine.com as a precautionary measure. Uh, I didn't do any media for quite a few months. And um, so I, but I did finally figure out, look, I could be, I can still get information out, but just be a little bit more cautious about what I say and who I say it to and where I post that information because not all platforms are equal. Right. Right. So yeah. I ended up creating a, a membership website and there's almost 400 people in there now, but, um, that's, that's still not what I wanted to do. I think I was reaching a lot more people with just an open website as opposed to you have to, it's not, you know, I'm not charging, but anyway, I wanted to have some privacy and hopefully not get into trouble and, or just have my stuff pulled. Well, nowadays it's so easy, Robert, as you know, of course you're using your, your real name you know, and that could lead to a lot of uh, trouble for you. You know, if somebody wants to potentially, you know, do any of these things to you, that, that's one of the reasons why I don't really use uh, my real name here, even though my real name is Michael, but not, not Deacon, obviously, yeah. but um, <laughs> that's the, one of the reasons why some people, you know, they get really angry, they get really crazy and they want to go after you or go after people that know you. Um, yeah. It's a sickening thing. Well, okay. But so, uh, and you probably, I think we've discussed this before. Somebody reminded me about it yesterday uh, when I was doing my own show. So this lady, very kindly old lady, she calls up and she says, I remember you told me something very important about being calm and kind and, and creative. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Uh, the, so um, it's important to remain resonant in the midst of all the dissonance that's being generated here, um, not just intellectually, but physically. Um, in our cells of our body with radiation and other things, uh, other toxins. So um, what we can do is remain calm in the midst of a crisis. I know that that sounds simple, but it is, and I know damn well it's not. Uh, be kind when others are being cruel and being creative when others are being destructive. And I would have to say most importantly, being courageous when others are scared. Um, and the reason that's all that is important is because it does – increase and or maintain one's resonant field. Resonance is very important because that's what connects us specifically through the heart chakra or sacred heart, however you want to look at it. Um, it connects us to the cosmic web of light, which is, if you looked at that, the totality of it, it would have to be like the brain of God, not just the mind, but we know that the brain is, is a, it's not where all the information is stored, but it's like a transceiver. So um, 
the web of light, this cosmic web of light is something that most people are still not aware of, and but they should be. And that was shown to me and then later explained to me that its primary function is to the transfer of consciousness throughout all the creation. And why that's important is because um, <clears throat> when, and this is, like I said, a, this is a conflict, this is a war. When you're on a battlefield, the last thing you want to do is have a lack of intelligence. And I don't mean smart. <clears throat> I mean information. Uh, the in, They just call it intelligence. But um, it's they also call it situational awareness. Because if you are not fully aware of your surroundings and the uh, p potential threats, you're going to get captured or, or killed. And most of us don't even realize that we're captured here. Already, yeah. I mean, look, I'll give you a really brief example. The word internet, everybody, think you, think, you think you know what that means, right? <clears throat> right. Inter means to bury. Net, obviously, everybody knows what a net is, is to ensnare. So uh, was it just a coincidence they used that terminology? No, because that's how they work. They work, if you know what you're looking at, you can see everything they're doing. It's, it's not, it's like hidden, it's, it's not really hidden. It's just for if you're not initiated, and it's always been that way, even for the, the benevolent ones, they leave all this iconography out there for us to look at. And unless you've been initiated, you don't understand it. I mean, the, the context of it, all the symbology. Uh, and it does have an effect on us. It really does because we're conscious beings. And so uh, anyway, the big transformation, I think, is, is going to com be complete. Part of what I was shown by God when I asked was in 2013, how is this going to be resolved? Because I don't think we can do it on our own. And and I was shown this brief little movie of um, how everything was going to be revealed between 2013 and 2023. When, when, when they said everything or when he said everything, I really thought that was everything on earth. Uh, I didn't realize it was going to be everything throughout creation. And... Boy, was I shocked when that started coming in. So um, it's not fully my responsibility to share that with everybody, but I, I like I said, there's this summary briefing I need to send you to, to kind of let you do your own homework and come to your own conclusions about what everything, because actually, let me put it, rephrase that. Everything that we're capable of comprehending would be revealed. That was made clear to me uh, just, yeah, recently. Within the last few months, I've been given a lot more information. And um, so I have to reposition my perspective every time I'm given another download like that. That is, it's some, And so look, some of it's just intuitive or telepathic, but others is very uh, uh, more analog. It's like, you know, books or articles or shows like this, uh, whatever. It's just information. And uh, again, you know, this is a big part of what we do is uh, we're, le we're learning. Oh, that was the other thing I, I was shown recently. Uh, this is not uh, a futile exercise here, that what's going on, this, this so-called battle, war, whatever. Everything's being recorded. Everything's happening in this conflict is being recorded. And when it's over, and it will be, uh, the dark side that loses everything, um, the recording will be made available to future generations for eternity. So anytime some soul decides to get a wild hair up there, whatever, um, they're going to be taken to this 
viewing area and they're going to say, okay, look, you have free will, but, but we had to increase the restrictions on your free will because we don't want this to ever happen again. It's just not going to happen again. And and then they run the, they run the, the hologram or whatever it is, the, the recording for that individual, or maybe a group of individuals think that they are going to suddenly collaborate or conspire and start another rebellion. And then like, uh, no, you're not. And here's why it's all very intelligent, you know, and it's, it truly is benevolent. Um, but it got a little out of hand because, and again, I, I do think that God already knew that was going to be the case, but it would be a teachable moment or a series of moments, events. And that's why it's being recorded. Um, and the timetable is something that's very frustrating to us because we have such short physical lives here, which is an anomaly. It's not supposed to be like that. But anyway, for whatever reason or reasons, that's the way we're designed uh, probably to control us more easily. but um, the the time scale is something that's hard for us to comprehend because it's so big and it it involves way more than just our you know our planet or solar system, although my understanding is that we're literally on the front lines, which extend out you know enormous enormously. but we happen to be planet Earth happens to be considered planet zero. And I believe that's why God chose to create an avatar that would incarnate or uh, uh, manifest here the way it did in the form of what we call Jesus to literally, um, you remember that, and this is a cheesy analogy, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings when Gandalf said, you will not pass. Right. Yeah, it's basically like that. Uh, Jesus drew a line in the sand and said, you're not, if you cross this line, that's it. We're coming after you, and we're going to dismantle your little uh, evil empire. Because if he didn't, <laughs> they they were going to encroach on all of creation. I mean, that's that's what they're that's what they've been doing. It's like a virus or whatever mold or something. They just they're they're never going to stop. They're never satisfied with what they have. And um, and Robert, let me let me just quickly ask this question here, and just to clarify, you said. You know, you're being contacted here by God, by yeah. um, maybe even Anki. I'm sure you've... I'd said that in the past. That was you said that. Right. Well, here's the thing. I, I was going to get to, um, you know, there's people who channel and yeah. sometimes they're, they're, they're kind of misled at times. Yeah. Um, do you think you've been misled, Robert, at, at all by these people or the, these people, these entities? Do you think perhaps... Um, you know, they're giving you false information, or do you think for sure that they are giving you the proper information to um, relay? It's both. It's both. It's a little I bit mean, of both. Okay. In war, and I, I, I've had to apologize publicly many times now for the errors that I've made, but it was simply um, a misunderstanding or uh, okay. was misled, like you just said. Sure. And that doesn't absolve me because when I'm taking responsibility to speak publicly, which we're doing now to God knows how many people about something that really impacts everyone, it's extremely important uh, that I that I do the best job I can with whatever information I have available to me. But are they manipulate? Does the dark side manipulate us and violate our free will? Of course they do. And um, oftentimes, as we as it says in the different scriptures that they can appear as angels of light. Well, because they were right, you know, for until they fell into darkness. 
So they know how to do that that routine. And um, of course, they target some people more than others. I, I mean, they they really like the easy targets. Some are more susceptible, sure. Right, but I'm mm -hmm. not. But they but they thought I was a high value target because I, I'm again I'm just assuming this, but I really feel like it's the case because because God and His the the true angels of light have been working with me to help humanity um, and in a non-religious way, simply reporting information that can empower people if they so choose. Right? It's not I'm not trying to force anybody to do anything or threaten. Uh, but anyway, the the dark side, yes, they're they're masters of manipulation. They don't know how to create, so they they manipulate, and they have zero compassion. Like I said, they're they're a psychopath as opposed to, opposed to as opposed to empath. And uh, um, yeah, it's it, of course, especially when I was younger, it was pretty easy to uh, mislead me because I didn't have access to or exposure to the what I would consider to be more advanced levels of learning. And again, that's what I'm going to send you and or anybody who sure, wants. Sure, yeah. We can put anybody, that up there. Okay, but anybody who wants to connect or have that uh, summary we're talking about here that I put together, um, you can email me at unicuseditor at gmail.com. Unicus is spelled U-N-I-C-U-S editor at gmail.com. And I'll just send you it and uh, then you do whatever you want with it. But... Um, it's kind of this way. It's a blessing and a burden. You know, it's it's uh, it's work, but um, I feel it's very rewarding. In fact, okay, look, I'll summarize it this way: outside of the nonsense, the corruption, the cruelty that's going on here, uh, the way creation really works, my understanding is it's a meritocracy. And uh, for people who don't know what that means, it just means the merit system. So if you um, if you are service to others, you increase your credit. Or your standing, or your um, abilities within the, that system. If you're service to self, if you're selfish and cruel and just really don't care about anybody else but yourself, you're actually hurting yourself more than anybody else because you're you're creating a deficit within the meritocracy. And you can't. I mean, you can't blame anybody else for what you the, these choices you make and the actions you take ultimately determine where you go within creation. And let me tell you something, it's it's way beyond what we can even comprehend. Well, the little bit that I've seen is it's like mind boggling uh, and overwhelming because it's so beautiful. It's so loving. It's There's so much light everywhere and um, and joy. You know, it's, it's like, uh, it's another reason why a lot of people who've had near-death experiences are told, uh, it's time for you to go back now, and you're going to forget what a lot of what you've seen here. And they're like, no, I'm not. I don't want to, and I don't want to leave. And I said, well, you have to leave now, and we have to, uh, <laughs> we have to help you forget a lot of this because otherwise when you go back, you're, you're not going to do well because it's so, the juxtaposition is so ridiculously harsh, stark, you know? I mean, uh you know, most of us don't really want to be here <laughs> if we could be there in a, in a really, truly loving environment with that much uh, creativity and health and happiness. It's so, so, but temporarily, a lot of us have chosen to come down into these regions that really, really, really need assistance. 
temporarily in this conflict. So I know that most people have heard the term Great Reset. Sure. The globalists are calling it. Some people say, well, the opposite of that is the Great Awakening, and, the, and, and Satanists can't stop the Great Awakening. I prefer to call it the Divine Reset, because that's the way it was shown to me, was that um, uh, it isn't just on this planet. But once this planet is liberated, that's it. It'll be, it's, we're not going to have duality here anymore. And that's actually throughout all the creation. It, of course, it's going to take longer. Once we're liberated here, I, I don't know how much longer it takes to get to the rest of it, but it, it's a bit inconsequential. Some say that's what uh, Satan did for uh, all of humanity back in uh, Adam and Eve when he tempted Eve to eat the apple. Um, yeah, right. Some say uh, Satan is the first humanist. I know. I know. I realize. Um, in, in any case. The word conundrum, yes. Yeah, well, it's called a satanic inversion, where they where they flip everything upside down, that, inside well, out. Sure, that too, but it's a fun argument. It, well, okay, yeah, it it's kind of funny, but it's also phony in the sense that um, uh, in Jewish mysticism and even Islamic so and this is that's a very misleading term. Mysticism is a way of saying I I don't believe what you're saying. Exactly, it's a little bastardized. Yeah, so so what I found was that um. Okay, in in um in the Anunnaki language, uh, they the um, word that they use for a scientist is serpent, and a low-ranking scientist is called a one-eyed serpent, and a higher-ranking or higher-knowledged um, scientist is called a two-eyed serpent. So we that kind of gives you an idea about the you know the local using the one eye, yeah, one-eyed yes. serpent or the one-eyed scientist. Uh, that represents the Anunnaki lower ranking ones that took control of us in this world in this conflict. But but so to get back to one of the things I found in the in the, it's very disturbing. Actually, if there's any children here, I probably I would ask you know if your parents uh, there's parents in the room and you got kids, I would say t t turn off the the, the radio right earmuffs. Now. Yes, whatever. Don't let your kids hear this. Um, there's a lot of things in, in mysticism that are under the banner of mysticism that I find very confusing. But anyway, Samael is what I would consider to be one of the watcher, lower ranking scientists uh, of the Anunnaki. And he came allegedly to Adam, or excuse me, came to Eve with a child, a young boy, and said, I want you to take care of this child for me while I'm gone. So I'm assuming she already knew who he was. But anyway, uh, when Adam returned, the, the child wouldn't stop crying and screaming and threw a tantrum. Allegedly, allegedly, he killed that child and ate it. And, and, and Eve ate of that as well. So this thing about the forbidden fruit being an apple, uh, probably not. And the only reason I would even entertain this or mention it is because of all the child trafficking and the adrenochrome and all this other garbage that's going on, it seems to me it's quite possible if they, the fallen ones taught us a lot of things, you know, about how to commit war with weapons of war and right. that other stuff. It's possible they told, they literally showed us, tricked us into becoming, um, I don't know what you call it. It's like cannibalism, I guess. Basically. Yeah. All right. So, and it, there was a supernatural component to all of this stuff. But anyway, in, in one of the books that I'll send you, if you haven't read it yet, it's called The Shining Ones by uh, Christian O'Brien. Uh, way, way beyond anything I've ever read before. I, I mean, obviously, there's more to the whole story. But 
he said that um, the higher-ranking Anunnaki, there was a rebellion, and they they literally incarcerated some of the lower-ranking uh, ones that had rebelled. They incarcerated them here, and then they requested more uh, help. More lower-ranking ones showed up, and ultimately they rebelled as well, meaning that they would they refused to do hard labor. Now, I've often thought, well, if they're so advanced, why would they even don't they have technology to do this stuff? Right. So, but then I remembered, um, no, that's what you do to prisoners is you put them into like a, a rock quarry or, you know, picking up trash on the side of the road. It's just hard labor. And they complained fiercely. And ultimately um, there was a, an agreement that was reached and uh, the higher ranking ones said, okay, look, we're going to create with the primitive man, we're going to, genetically create a uh, another tier within our system, our society, and they will be here to help. And it wasn't to mine gold. It was just generally to do, you know, more hard labor, uh, which I th- think is pretty insane. But whatever, when they created us, it wasn't just a man and a woman. It was a group of men and a group of women called the Adamas and the, uh, excuse me, um, yeah, Adamas, sometimes called Adapas or Evas. And there was a group of them that they, after being created, uh, I think it was through, you know, like uh, test tube babies. In the, uh, they put them in the Levant down below where they had the base there on Mount Hermon, or at least one of their main bases was there at Mount Hermon. And um, they told, they instructed some of the lower ranking ones to watch us and make sure that we were all going to be okay because we were obviously a newly formed, the, you know, the homo sapiens is what we call ourselves now. But so they're not our creators. They're our manipulators and or pseudo creators because even though the benevolent ones had a good intention, ultimately things went completely awry. And um, that's why the whole thing had to be wiped out. And in, it wasn't so much a flood. You'll, you'll read some of the actual accounts of what really happened. And uh, it reminds me of uh, mass hypnosis or mass hysteria, where people just start running around killing each other um, because they've lost their minds. And it, the only way to induce something like that remotely, as far as I know, is ionized radiation. So uh, it, it wasn't just a flood. It was There was Man, it was brutal. Um, and this was a police action that the higher-ranking ones had to take. But ultimately, they were given a second chance. Oh, man. I I'm wish not I, here. I wish I knew how to turn off these damn um, alerts. Oh, you have a um, – turn the silent mode on there. On where? It should be on the left-hand side of your uh, phone there. Or oh, if you're on a computer. It's on my computer. Anyway, I'll look for it later. Oh, don't worry. It's okay. Turn off. Somewhere on Skype there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, anywho. um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my mom passed away.